0: This is a uh, shir in Likutei Sichayz, Chelik Tesvav, the Sicha of Vaishlach, the second Sicha, it's Vaishlach and Yuteskeslev. In the pasul, Katan Yankiv is running away from Esav. Ugh, sorry, he's not running away from Esav. Yankiv is coming to meet Esav, oh. and in that process, we find that he sends malachim, he sends angels, and um, and he says Tashem, kotonti. I've become small. He Tashem to save him from this uh, uh, fearsome brother of his, who has stated 20 more than 20 years ago that he would like to kill him. <clears throat> now he's coming to have a faithful meeting with him in Hashem. And in that filly he says, kotonti. I have become small. Goimer from all the kindnesses. Etc. That Hashem has done for me. For with my stick I crossed the river Jordan. This river Jordan. And now I'm two camps. In other words, I came, I escaped my father's home, and ran down to Lavan as per my parents' instruction. Uh, with just a makel, with just a stick, and now I'm two camps. So there's two ways of looking at this puzzle the simple Pashat Pshat, like Rashi brings, from and the, like the Targum says, and Rashi brings in his first Pshat, and other commentaries also say this way, that Yaakov crossed the Yarding going to Lavan. He didn't have anything. He was bereft of any possessions other than his stick. Because the Medrash says that um, Eliphaz had been the son of Esau, had been tasked by Esau to go and kill Yaakov. When he encountered Yaakov, Yaakov says, look, I'm your uncle, don't do this. He said, but my father said I have to kill you. So Yaakov said, look, if you rob me of all my possessions, it says that somebody who's poor is considered dead, so it'll be, have be considered, you've made me a pauper, it'll be considered as if in some sense you've killed me. And so all he had was his walking stick. And he crossed the river just with his stick. According to this, so the, in, this, in this way of understanding, the Apostle the words, that I've crossed the Yarden with my stick, to emphasize that they, they, they express not the great kindnesses that Hashem did while he was crossing with his stick. On the contrary, the stick description is describing the very poor physical material state that Yaakov Avinu had when he was crossing the Yarden to run away. And that's an introduction to create a greater contrast for what he says now, and now I am two camps, because uh, the, the the greater the 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 poverty was in the beginning, the greater the contrast of the tremendous kindness that Hashem has done to bring him now to a situation of wealth with two camps, with children, with, with money, and so. On. The other way, based the other way of learning the, in, this pasuk, is the Medrash's pshat, and the way Rashi also brings he also brings this, this pshat as an option. That what, that with my stick I crossed the Yarden means that Yaakov Abinu, placed his stick on the Yarden and the River Jordan split open, according to this period the words, for with my stick I crossed the Yarden, that in itself is a great benevolence of Hashem. So he's saying, I've become small from all the kindnesses Hashem has made for me. It started from when I ran away. I put down my stick and the Yarden split. And these are two totally opposing and opposite interpretations in one parcel. According to the first pirosh, Yaakov is saying, I walked across my stick, all I had was my stick. I was totally bereft and and, and impoverished. According to the second (laughs) pirosh, he's saying, wow, you gave me such a miracle when I ran away. I crossed the stick, I put the stick on the Arden and split the Arden. As the Gemara in Chulin says, an interesting story that uh, Pinchas Ben-Yor was once going to do a pidyon shvuyim, he was going to, to, to get somebody out of jail, and he needed to cross the river, and the river's uh, raging, and he says, hello, river, split for me. And, um, and the river said, I've got a job to do. Hashem said, the river has to flow. And Pinchas Ben-Yor said, but I'm doing the wish of Hashem, I'm going to, to get somebody out of jail. <coughs> but he says, yeah, I'm also doing the wish of Hashem. At any rate, Rabbi Pinchas Ben-Yor prevailed, and the yard split. The river split, it uh, uh, wasn't the Adam it was uh, Ginoi, uh, We got what, Ginoi Nahara, I think the name of the river was Ginoi, at any rate, and the Gemara there comments, how great is this man, this Pinchas ben Yorir, like Moshe and the 600,000, that the sea split for them, and here for one individual going on a mitzvah, can you imagine the sea, the, 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 the river split for him, in other words, a river splitting for you is, 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 is epic. It's like it's like the splitting of the Red Sea, which is one of them, which is the greatest miracle of all times. So when Yaakov says, "I crossed with my stick," if he's talking about a miraculous crossing, he's talking about an unbelievable chesed that Base. So, so, obviously, what says have been base to understand the connection between these two totally dramatically opposed pirushim, as we've said many times, says the have brackets, all pirushim on the same word, even if they're opposing to each other, they have to have a a. a a connection to each other because they're both explaining those same words. Especially that the Agada, the Medrash in Bereishis, brings the two interpretations one after the other. So first we have to explain. The Rebbe is going to introduce here part of the letter of the al which he wrote when he came from Petersburg, Saint Petersburg, after the redemption of Jutes Kislev. As you know, the al was in prison for fifty-three days. He sat in prison in a, in, a, in in, um, in Petersburg, and um, tes was redeemed and it was a victory not just a victory personal a personal uh, a redemption this was a redemption and a victory for the entire body of the Hasidic movement which had been facing opposition and the the sitting in jail was a spiritual result of that opposition and a physical result of the opposition opposing opposing uh, um, forces that had created false claims regarding al-taliban and now he comes out of prison. He writes a letter to the Chassidim and he says, Katointi, I feel small. Why? Because, and he says, just like Katointi, he quotes the Yaakov, the Apostle says, Katointi, why does Yaakov say, I feel small? So he says like this, because Yakov was very small in his own eyes, because of the great benevolence, the ribu ya the multitude of kindnesses that Hashem did, for with my stick etc that's as, as far as is relevant in the letter as, it, as, um, as is going to be discussed in this secha so the cher is not understood if the altarebbe is using this passage to say that Yaakov feels small from the great kindnesses the, the, the massive ribui the multitude of kindnesses Hashem does and that's what makes him feel small undeserving so he should have brought mainly that now, I've crossed for my, the, the ending of the Pasuk. I crossed the, for with my stick, not etc. With my stick, I crossed the yard and, and now I am two camps. In other words, I came bereft of anything and now you built me up, a mul- multitude of, of kindness. Why does he just bring the beginning of the Pasuk and say etc. So you could say that when he says, for with my stick, etc. He means to say with my stick and he means the miraculous interpretation of stick. They put the stick and it split. You can't really say that in Dalte Rebbe's meaning. Because first of all, what's still difficult, why doesn't Dalte Rebbe also continue with the POSUK and speak also about the explicit kindness which the POSUK describes? Now I'm two camps. And number two, and mainly if the al is meaning to bring a proof from the Pasuk about splitting the Yarden with a stick, so he should have brought the continuation of that very description. For with my stick, I cross this Yarden. That's where the miracle is being alluded to. He just says, with my stick, etc. You can't say that the said, etc. So he's just trying to save space. He says the beginning of the Pasuk, etc. It means continue the Pasuk. No, because at least one word for with my stick I crossed that he should have brought at least and then he could have said etc. number two is if that's the case it should have said the v'chulu here the Rebbe gives us a, a rule that um, when it comes to when it comes to bringing a pasuk um there's a concept that says that Kol any pasuk that meishe didn't end the pasuk here Pasek, we don't end the pasuk here so when you bring a quote from a pasuk you really shouldn't bring just a few words you bring the whole pasuk the way the pasuk is in its complete state by meishe, taught in the Torah. when you um, when you don't want to bring the whole pasuk so then you could write etc there's two ways of writing etc goymer which is usually used in scripture in, in Tanakh, when you bring a pasuk in Tanakh, and you want to say, I'm stopping the pasuk here, but I mean to say that there's a continuation, and I'm not trying to change the pasuk, Goimer, finish it. It's gimel vav with a, a little dot on top. Goy, goimer. Or, especially when we're quoting <coughs> words of our sages, chulu, chuli means and all of it. So there's a difference between Goimer or the Goimer. And chulu or vechulu, what's the difference? When it's just, when the intention is just not to create a break in the pasuk and to let let it be known that we're not changing the pasuk the way Moshe taught it, all you have to say is goyme, the rest of it. Because you're not intending really to call the attention to the rest of the pasuk, you just don't want to create a break in a pasuk, which Moshe Rabbeinah didn't make, so you say, and continue it. Continue it. If, however, you're really intending for the learner to go to the end of the Pasuk and also include that in what you've said. You're just, you just haven't quoted the Pasuk, but you mean for him to take the whole context of the Pasuk in, in his mind when he's learning what you wrote. So then you would write or and the rest of the Pasuk. Right? So in this case, if the Al-Tareber means to bring the rest of the Pasuk, for with my stick, and he means to say, I crossed the Yarden and now it became two camps. He just wanted, so to speak, to save space, you know, just referring to the Pasuk, because uh, don't forget, uh, or when it comes to Pesukim, even simple people, you just have to start the Pasuk, and yeah, okay, I know, you know, I don't have to write the whole thing, etc., and, and, and the rest of it. But he doesn't write, and the rest of it. All he writes is, which means he doesn't want to interrupt the Pasuk, I just told you before that usually there's a goymer it should be in scripture, and psukim it should be goymer, not chulu. The Rebbe refers to this, um, the Rebbe refers to this uh, dance in, in the Ha'odah 7, it seems that in, in letters, um, the Al-Tarebbe wasn't medayik to differentiate between uh, psukim and, 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 s- and statements of chassal in, in terms of goymer and chulu. At any rate, but the Al-Tarebbe doesn't say here, and, etc., Vechuli says chulu, which means it seems that he's just saying, Yaakov felt small because because of the stick. But well, what about the stick? Gimot, says the author, says that it, it continues the Rebbe that some brings in Oyv oh, Hatayra. That's some writings on the Tanakh. He brings from the Shaloh. Shaloh is an acronym for Shnei Luches sabris This is a sefer written pre Bal Shem Tevjet, by Rabbi Shayo Alevi Horovitz. There's a lot of inyanim of of of, of, of Seid. In there's also a lot of, of inner aspects of Torah, Kabbalah, and so on. So, what is that Tzimtzum saidik? We from the shalom that the word's key, the makli chaf yud, base mem Kof lamid yud, is Rosh Hashanah. Blessed is the glory of Hashem from His place. And another pasuk, Lishu ki Kivisi Hashem, to your salvation, I hope Hashem. Hashem, I hope for your salvation. I'm, I'm hopeful for your salvation. So we take these words. You have to rearrange the letters. Kibamakli, all the letters of those two words. Kibamakli. Um, if you rearrange them in the right way, you get Baruch Kweid Hashemim. Kamen Shuas Kavis explains. And what does the what, is the, what is the shalom mean about when, when he says this? It's similar to what's explained in the Alter Rebbe's er, in the concept of mishpat u'tzedaka biyakev atos. So there is a pasuk in Tehillim which says mishpat u'tzedaka, judgment, justice and charity, and tzedakah, you have done with Yaakov. So what does the Al-Terebis, what does the Semachetim say here? That this concept has to be these two levels of tzedakah and mishpat, and those are the two levels of Baruch Kavreid Hashem mekaymai and it should be Lishu Kivisi. Okay, we're going to delve into this now. The explanations. From the fact that it says that justice, or judgment, and tzedakah, benevolence, or Tzedakah is unearned kindness, charity, justice, and tzedakah. I'm just going to refer to it as mishpat ut tzedakah. Mishpat ut tzedakah, you have done to Yaakov. We understand that Yaakov had both attributes, both mishpat and tzedakah. And Hashem's um, uh, attitude to him was with mishpat and tzedakah. Even though that seems to be, they seem to be opposites. Why? Mishpat means justice, in other words, where what you're getting is what is you're entitled to. By justice, it's correct that, yes, there should be a heavenly allocation of this and this amount. It's the right thing because of what has been earned by the person who's getting it. Tzedakah means that there's, you are un, you're getting something that you didn't earn. The whole concept of tzedakah is, you don't owe the person anything. The person you're helping, you give tzedakah. You're not obligated. There's no entitlement. You're not, yeah. So that's two separate things. When somebody comes to you, is entitled, you give him, you're giving it to him, what's, what's correctly his somebody comes to you and he's not entitled to give him tzedakah you're giving him tzedakah what's not, what's not what he's not entitled to but you're giving him a charity so hey we could say well it's two opposing things but maybe we're talking about two different levels from the neshama don't forget whatever we're saying about Yaakov we're going to be seeing this as a representation of the way we should feel when a yid is is talking about um, his neshama his neshama is a good guy so the neshama can demand by Hashem an entitlement hey Give me what I need. I didn't. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm in neshama. You sent me down here. Give me what I need. The go of the body, hey The body hasn't exactly necessarily been doing exactly what Hashem wants. Please, I know I've acted out. I know I haven't done exactly what you want. Please, I'm asking you to give me tzaddik. So, in other words, depends. Depends what aspect of the person you're talking about. Mishpat There's a part of him, the spirituality, even the neshama of him, is deserving. Is entitled. The, the body, not. You can't say that, because the same pasuk in Tehillim says, it, it includes both together, mishpat at that mishpat at Yaakov, you, have, you have done mishpat at Yaakov. In other words, that same asisa, that same doing, is being done in two modes. No, what we're saying is maybe we could explain there's two givings. There's the giving to the neshama, giving to the body. One is mishpat, one is tzedakah. But here we're saying that you have given in a, in, in, in a, in a double track, how does that double track coexist? So the explanation is like this. Even when a person is at a level where there's entitlement, he's justifiably able to demand Hashem's goodness, he's earned it. And there is such a level. The Gemara says that there's a pasuk in the Yeshaya, which says, Shimu Hashem says, or the prophet says, listen to me, lev, you strong of heart, who are far from tzedakah, I think that the real, the context there of the Pasuk is, talking about hard-hearted people, who, who don't give tzedakah, but the Pasuk learns, the Gemara learns, um, this is a Gemara in Baruchas, who learns it in a, in a positive way, that listen to me, you strong of heart, who don't need tzedakah, you're far from needing Hashem's tzedakah, because the whole world needs tzedakah from Hashem to survive, but you righteous people, you can, you're entitled to, to be to, uh, sustained by Hashem for your good deeds nonetheless what we're being told here is mishpat of Yaakov at so even if you're even if Yaakov is able to demand it entitled to it you always have to ask for tzedakah as it says in the Pasuk we say it in slich are very familiar with it it's, in, it's Pasuk in Daniel lecha Hashem at to you Hashem is tzedakah we're turning to you we're turning to you Hashem to ask for tzedakah even though we may be deserving of it. This is also the reason, Dalin, why Yaakov is scared of Asaf. Even though he already had a promise from Hashem, Hashem said, I'll be with you. Because even though, well, what did Rashi qualify? Why is he scared? He said, maybe I've done a sin. Maybe Nitlachlachti, maybe I've become sullied by sin. But one second. Why would that be? We know that there's a, our sages tell us in the Gemara, that would, excuse me, no person reaches most of his life when his person has passed the halfway mark of his life and he didn't sin, he's not going to sin anymore. He's he's on he, he's on the roll, he's okay, he's passed the halfway mark, he didn't sin, he's going to be good. So, one second, why is Yaakov scared? He's, 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 he's sinned all of a sudden. He's already passed most of his life. How long did Yaakov live? 147 years. Um, and now, when he passes, when he goes to Charon, he's already 77 years old. That's already more than halfway, right? Um, so, and he's a novi, so he knows how long he's going to live, and so he knows already. I, we know that Yitzchak said he didn't know. I don't know what day I'm going to die. You could say that Yitzchak lived so long that there's a concept. Once you pass the allocated years, and you can just, keep, once a person's passed, like, so to speak, the danger zone of the average lifespan, then given the iflig, iflig, since he passed it, since he's gone beyond that, he can just keep going beyond that. So Yitzchak says, I don't know what they'll die, but we assume, so the Rebbe says here that, that uh, Yaakov was the choice of the fathers. He was a Navi. So he knew how long he's going to live. He, he he was promised Hashem said, you're going to be okay. At, at 77, he got that promise, right? I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bring you back. Don't worry. He's 77, 77 times 2, 100, uh, let's 140, 154. He didn't live to be 154. That means when he got the promise, he's more than halfway, lived to be 147, if I'm not mistaken. So he, he's, um, it means he, he's more than halfway way. Through his life, he's more than halfway through his life, and Hashem told him, "I'm going to be with you." So that's it; he's going to be okay. Why is he? Why is he saying? Um, so yeah, I'll give you exact. Veichi it says he was uh, 147. He passed away. So there's nothing to think about, nothing to worry about. Nah. So what is he worried about? Says the Rebbe. That's when he thinks about things in a way that his, his being, his mitzias. His, his, his persona is his, 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 his in fanemt ba'im an'ort, when he, so to speak, takes up space, when he's thinking about his reality, then he can come to the thinking about the details of his reality, yeah, he got the, the, the promise that Hashem would be with him after he lived most of his life, after the halfway mark, and he hadn't sinned, so now he's already could be guaranteed he's not going to sin, and if so, he can be from those that it says about them, the heart of heart, to allow to who could who could ask for an entitlement doesn't need to ask for tzidaka. That's true from one perspective. However, when he when he sees himself, when he's in a state of total bittle, when he doesn't feel himself as a Metseus, but just as a transparent vehicle of Assam, so to speak. And when he is in that state of presence, because of the smallness and the beetle in his eyes. It's as if he sinned. He's, he's, he's fearful that perhaps he has sinned, not sin necessarily, sin, sin, but the word sin, chet, can also mean off the mark, having something incomplete, a chishor, having something that's, that's lacking. Maybe he wasn't 100% in the, in the um, proactiveness of his and Therefore, maybe really what Hashem is going to give him, he has to ask Hashem to give tzedakah. So you have mishpat and tzedakah. Hey, however, it's not understood. Since the bittel of Yank brought him to, to ask for tzedakah, so why do we say mishpat? Just get, let's get rid of the mishpat. Why are we talking about the, uh, the aspect of the fact that he's also able to ask for an entitlement? Because it's mashma that it's not that, okay, at some stage in my life, I, maybe I wasn't so much a bitle, I I could ask for justifiable for an entitlement. I passed that, now I'm just, I see myself, I'm so small, I'm going to ask for tzedakah. But it seems like those two things, there's some benefit when they coexist. That at every level, even when he reaches the level where he feels so small that he has to ask for tzedakah, it's still important that there's a concept of mishma. So the Indian is, <laughs> says it's level like this. When somebody is, tr- is, is truly, or feels in a matzav, that the only way he can ask Hashem for help is in an undeserving way, tzedakah. So then the fact that he asks for tzedakah is not a proof that the person is really in a state of bittle. Why? He has no choice. It's not like really, it's not like re- really, I have what to base my claim on, but I'm so small in my eyes, I, I, I disregard that. No, you don't have anything to base your claim on. You have to ask for tzedakah. How do we know it's because of your bittle? In a deeper way he says that, but in case, uh, according to the person's, mattius of Bittel it's an interesting concept Wagbala. according to his reality his, his his being which is a one of Bittel it's limited right uh, he's basically gonna ask for let, let's 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 flesh this out and that continues it's Midah kineged midok pro quo. It's one. It's what one, one. What we do here elicits Hashem's response. What does that mean? That the hashpah, what Hashem sends down from above, will also be according to the limitations that tzedakah have. Look, there are limitations of tzedakah. When you ask for a free gift for tzedakah for charity, there's limitations. What's the obligation to give tzedakah? To give what a person is lacking. You don't have to make the person rich. In other words, the person's mitzis, what was the person's existence before he became poor? What is he used to? It could also be a very, very lavish used to if, if a very rich person falls and becomes impoverished so that his his, his usual is as, as, as famously Halacha said even if he needs a a, 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 a a horse, maybe today it's like a car, he needs a horse to ride on and he needs servants to run before him. <laughs> Maybe just, uh, we could say today, is like hey, he, he, needs, he needs internet. <laughs> yeah? Come on, you're a poor person, I have to give you a tzadaka to have a car and to have internet. Yes, if that's what he's used to, yeah. You have to give it, but that's based on his metzias. You don't have to make him rich. If, however, he's in a matzah that, you know what, he deserves to get all of the gifts from above and he could ask for them as an entitlement. That's no problem. He could have whatever he wants as an entitlement. Nonetheless, he comes to Hashem not with asking for a what what he duly deserves. Nobody's saying, "I just I want Sedaka." This is a proof that he's left his whole um, limited or or or, or uh, calculated accounting of his particular limitations and his particular. Uh, um, individuality he's left his metzius when he's left his Metseus, then wow then Hashem will give him higher than limitations higher than, than description right because now Hashem is doing midah and midah he's gonna now the giving that Hashem is giving isn't connected to his metzius of what's lacking to him sum it up when a person comes and asks for tzedakah or we come and ask for Mashem for tzedakah if we truly undes- if we mamish mamish undeserving yeah. Hashem gives us but according with 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 some basis we're still we're coming with our own limitations and 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 and, um, and, and flavor and color of who we are yeah, undeserving, Hashem will give us what, we, what we're lacking as tzedakah. If I, when however, somebody who can, he's deserving and he can ask for that, for, for what he needs. But now he comes and he rejects his own personality, his own existence, his own metziahs and says, Hashem, I'm undeserving, please give me tzedakah. Now Hashem also sheds those restrictions and specifications that usually would be looked at to see how much tzedakah to give. And now it's without restriction, without haqbalah, without... The... So we need that mishpat to be a stepping stone to know that the tzedakah is a departure from its and therefore elicits Hashem's departure from, from restrictions of limitations and, 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 and description. Vov, these two levels, one, a situation where a person asks for tzedakah, two, a situation where a person is from the, uh, of the group that's called Abirei the strong of heart, and are able to demand, they're able to demand with force, so to speak, they're able to demand an entitlement, and nonetheless, even though they're able to demand, because they're such so, so high level tzaddik, nonetheless, ask for tzedakah, this fits with the two in Yanim, these two psukim, that said in I await your salvation, Hashem. The second passage, Blessed is the glory of Hashem from His place. means I'm waiting for your salvation, Hashem means I'm waiting for your salvation. It's like tzedakah. I, I'm, salvation is something that's totally not commensurate with what you would expect, with what you would deserve. I'm not worthy to have anything. I'm waiting for your Yeshua, waiting for your salvation as Sadakah. Baruch Hashem shows on the talk, it's talking about a drawing down of Kvayd Hashem, the glory of Hashem, which is taken from a Kaimai, the true place. We're drawing it down from the place, the true place of the glory of Hashem, which is very high. And we're drawing it down, Baruch means to draw down, till Lemato Mato, till down below. In other words, we're drawing down the Beligval, the higher than limitation, down below, that's an amazing thing. How does that become? That becomes through the next level, not just asking for tzedakah, but through asking for tzedakah when you're able to really ask for an entitlement. Because by asking for tzedakah as a departure from your entitlement means you're going out of gvul, you're going out of out of Mitziyas, going out of Mitziyas, elicits, brings down the highest levels of Beligvul down below I'd like to, um, to, to mention here something, um, in the Haaris, there's there's a, a discussion here about Mishpat and Tzedakah just mention something here that it says about Avraham you know, that he gave, that, that there's a way, two ways of giving Tzedakah there's a way of giving Tzedakah in a way of Mishpat, judgment It sounds to us, well, you're judging, you're judgmental how much tzedakah you give. But the way of giving, uh, the higher level of giving uh, tzedakah in the way of mishpat is actually, um, this is from Teirah E, that quotes in, in footnote 29 and then continues the theme in footnote 31, is when a person makes a judgment how much they need, and gives the rest to tzedakah. And I know this sounds like, oh, well, I don't have enough for myself, so maybe I won't even give in tzedakah. We're talking about, no, when a person has talking about the obvious. they were wealthy. Uh, we're talking about, and hopefully, you know, you listening, will, will, if you have that bracha, or you will have that bracha. So imagine a person who has more than he needs. Well more than he needs. And he makes a mishpat and tries to figure out how little can he make do with, and all the rest is sadaka. That's giving tzedakah in a way of mishpat. And the it says here in the other 33, that when a person gives um when a person gives that tzedakah in that kind of way, he, um, he brings down the highest the highest levels of, uh, the highest levels of, in other words, because the Rebbe here has said the highest form of hamshachah, drawing down, is when you, the tzedakah is on top of mishpat, right? When you're able to demand, and yet you ask for tzedakah, which would mean in Aveda when you have mishpat, you figure out how much you need for yourself, how little you can do with, and then tzedakah, give all the rest. That brings down also the highest level, which is corresponding to here. Pneumir Samakif. Zion. According to all this, we'll understand what the Altarevist says, that because Yankiv was very close, was very small in his eyes, because of the great Hasadim and all he says is, keep him makli, because of my stick, etc. He doesn't bring the continuation of the possible. Why? Because through this, the Yankiv... What is he saying? Kiva Makli. He's referring to what the Tzema brings from the Shalot, these two, two pshukim. He's referring to Mishpat and Tzedakah, which are hinted to in the Shavas kol Gviz Hashem, and Baruch V'Rashem Emkemeh. Through the fact, Yanke feels small, because through the fact that he has both opposing states of mind, of Mishpat and Tzedakah, which is alluded to in in, in the psukim that are the Roshitev's of Kiv Makli. So he reaches the level where all the Hashpois are only chasadim. There's a place where there's, what, what, there's only chesed. Less smaller. There, there's no there's no negativity. There's no harshness. There's no gevurah. It's a place where there's only chasadim. And the is in like we said, baruch kaved Hashem, bringing down from the bleigvul, drawing down Hashem from His original place of bleigvul down below. And that's a ribu yi chasadim, a multitude of chasadim without any limitation. And because there's this vast amount of chasadim, and that's that's what is alluded to as makli. so that closeness of hashem brings him to feel small kothamimay feels very very small like the Altarebbe. um Rebbe says when a person that gets such a big gilui he feels very small compared to that gilui and that's what Rebbe continues that since yankev is so small in his eyes because of the multitudinous uh, uh, benevolence that hashem is has giving him chesed kibamakli. so therefore he's not at all worthy to be saved as Chazal tell us maybe the the sin will pop in maybe the sin will cause something to change and he f- viewed himself in his eyes that he had sinned what does that mean do you think that he sinned no because Yaakov was in the ultimate of Bittl he reached to the level where Metzius and then by, 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 by extrapolation whatever created beings can do are, are irrelevant it's such a high level where hello there's no world, there's no created, there's no thing and therefore in his eyes he felt like he sinned in other words he feels, we said chet is chisorin he feels lacking and just non-existent and anything he can do is, is, is irrelevant at that high, 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 high place um, As never brings here in, in, um, in footnote thirty nine, upon him Yoffes, when he says, when he asks for a free gift, it's also because he feels that the place he's reached is whatever he can do is nothing. So Hashem tzedakah, this is This is also the connection between the two interpretation between the two pirushim on the words kivim makli we started off with Rashi brings two interpretations the simple one all I had was a stick I was bereft I was, po- I was impoverished and what the Medrash says I had a stick and I crossed the yard with a stick a miracle because both Pirushim bring out two aspects two opposing aspects both were by Yankiv coexistent it's from one side he had nothing he's asking Tzedakah on the other hand he's such a high level that Hashem is making miracles for him and splitting the yard. which this shows that he could have asked uh, for an entitlement but he doesn't ask for an entitlement. So he has together the ability to ask for entitlement and asking for tzedakah, that's mishpat, and be b'yankiv, sisa. And that creates the feeling of Yaakov, of kattointi, that his feeling of smallness should be a total feeling. In this case, in this, in, this, in this scenario, the feeling of smallness is a great expression of how close he is to Hashem. That's why he feels so small. That's what Al-Terebu was telling the Khsidim. that I, I'm so, the closeness to Hashem creates a feeling of smallness. Somebody, somebody have a miracle and start becoming, uh, feel like feel like a big shot. No, no, no. If you really feel the miracle of Hashem, the closeness of Hashem makes you feel small. In The presence of Hashem, we feel small. <laughs> and, but that's the preparation that the fulfillment of his tefillah should be. What did Yankim Dahman? ha Hashem saved me from my brother. And you told me, you're going to do good with me. You told me I'm going to make your your offspring like the sand of the sea. Shall they suffer They can't be counted because of such a, a, a great mass, massive number. Test the point in our Aveda. the teaching process like this. It's known that every yid has in in Yerusha has an inheritance similar to. The Aved is similar to the service of Hashem that was by the Ovis. Because we say the Ovis are three, right? They're called our Ovis, our fathers, just like our physical fathers. We get our DNA from our parents. Similarly, when we say that the three forefathers, they are our fathers, it's because we have spiritual inheritance from them, so to speak, a spiritual DNA from, the, from Avram Yitzchik Yankov. Therefore, we can learn from what happened by them. This we understand also in our Indian, not just that by all of us we have this concept, not just can we ask for tzedakah, we can also ask for mishpat, we can ask for a an entitlement. How's that? <laughs> How's that? Oh, Sedef so says, because there's a concept that says, call Yisrael the name Elachimim. The Gemara says, all Eden are considered like children of kings. And therefore, like the Frieden Kedav once said, when a yid does even a smallest exertion for Hashem, it's like doing backbreaking labor. I mean, you want to, you want to get a king to do some, to, to exert himself, even if it's a small exertion. He's a king. That's like a major effort. Everybody brings in a footnote like we know that when you do something that's out of character, perich, backbreaking work, one of the descriptions is when you give something that usually men do, you give it to a woman, or vice versa. So, In other words, if if somebody's royalty, and you get him to even do something, a small task, that's for him like a major exertion. So if every yid is like royalty, so any yid that has done some exertion for Hashem, wow, it's big stuff. And therefore, every yid could really ask by Hashem, kol the alma, all the wealth in the world, like the Gemara says in the Mitzia, that when you hire a worker and you say, I'm going to give you, I'm going to feed you as you're deserving, you can't say that, because since his children of Avraham even if you give like the feast that was eaten in the best times of King Solomon's rule, of Shlema melech, Suda Shlema Bishaita, the Sa'uda that David HaMelech would eat in, the, in his zenith of his rule, you wouldn't have done enough. So you shouldn't say, I'll give you as is fitting for you. they deserve everything. <laughs> you should stipulate, I'll give you according, maybe, you know, according to the going rate, according to what people usually eat. As the Alter Rebbe says, even for the Morin uh, built on the what Chazal tells us that the Vuchadnetzar was a was a uh, he was a secretary to the king then of, of Babylon, and he went three steps in honor of Hashem. What happened was that they had, the king had sent a note to Chizkiyo, the king of Yehuda, and he had written uh, to the king to the great city of Yerushalayim to the great God. And the Nebuchadnezzar felt God should be written first. So he ran three steps to retrieve the letter, to bring it back and rewrite it. And Hashem and Malach stopped him because Hashem didn't want the Nebuchadnezzar should show such respect for him because that would have put the Yidin in, in, a, in, a, in a contrastive, not positive light. So Hashem stopped him. But because he ran those three steps for the honor of Hashem, he got three generations of ruling the world. Nebuchadnezzar and his son and his son. So how much more so... Every yid, there's no yid that hasn't gone three steps for Hashem. So therefore, if if there were three generations of, you're talking about world dominion, for running three steps for Hashem, every yid's done more than three steps for Hashem. By the way, that's one of the reasons we walk uh, three steps back by by Shemineser. So we walk three steps for Hashem. So, and therefore, says the altar, all the good of this physical material world, every Jew is deserving of. Ah, he says the Rebbe, quoting for here from the altar Rebbe, the fact that people have suffering in this world, it's not a punishment, every Jew has done enough to deserve everything good, it's only to kind of beat, uh, beat down the person, to subjugate him, and to bring down the arrogance of his spirit when somebody gets, uh, gets things that are, that are not pleasant, become more, more humble and more, more softened. That's what the Rebbe says. However, says the Rebbe, when a Yid has both, so every Yid can be demanding of his entitlement. When a Yid has Mishpat and sedaka, even though he can in- ask in a way of entitlement, nonetheless, the Yid asks for sedaka. and we can all ask his entitlement. We all have this aspect in us. Nonetheless, the Yid asks for sedaka. that shows on Bittl shows on his lowliness, and I don't deserve. Then he gets the highest level of uh, drawing down the unlimited oblique the wall down here in this world. It's drawn down success, higher than any limitations and any measurement in all of his things, in Bonne, in children and in health and life and in parnasa, food, sustenance, in a way of revichi, in a way of abundance, <coughs> of an expansiveness. And everything that can disturb this becomes, but becomes cancelled, is able to sit, to be able to settle and be calm in the serenity and the good good things of this world. Yud says, the continuous Rebbe, this is also the connection for these two things to the goal of the Alter Rebbe. Rebbe was Mason He gave up his life, put himself in danger, gave up his life in order to spread forth the premise of Tehidah. He took himself away from all his personal growth and his personal things in order to spread the Tehok even outwards. So for sure, he could have asked for his redemption, for his release from Hashem as an entitlement. Not, he asked for Hashem as tzedakah. As he says at length in his, in his letters, that his redemption came from Chesed Hashem, it was benevolence of Hashem, undeserved, which Hifli Vihigdil Hashem, last Hashem made this wondrous and great miracle in the earth, but it came from Hashem in a way of of Chesed of Tzedakah, and that's why, because it it's, he asked for, it's, for redemption in a way of Tzedakah, in other words, in a way of bittel That's why what it brought to is that the redemption should be in a way of Pada Bishalom Nafshi. The redemption is not just a redemption, and where, where the enemy still remains, but it's a redemption in a way of peace that the whole. The, the whole he snagged us the whole opposition to Torah of Chesedus is cancelled, and on the contrary, they become assistants to me in the way of shalom, as the Apostle says, even those who were opposing for me are now on my side. Says the, the Rebbe here in a um, in a footnote that um when he starts the the, the the letter he says I've become small, I feel small. Yaakov, from all the kindness. we call chulu, he doesn't say from the MS, from the truth not understood if he if he means to say to quote and also from the truth why doesn't he quote and if it's not relevant why does he why does he say the first part of that umikol as if he's about to say emes he doesn't say emes (coughs) explanation is this says that uh, the difference in chesed and emes is chesed is what hashem gives on his own like tzedakah emes is what he what he gives what hashem gives because he's promised it and it's similar but dugma similar underlined to mishpat, to something given in a, in a way that it's deserved, an entitlement, so to speak, he because he's promised that he's obligated, Hashem is obligated to give it. So now, because the al felt, because of his great bitl, that everything that was done was like tzedakah and chesed, he didn't quote the word emes, as if there was an obligation to, to free him. However, on, on the other hand, he did begin to quote it. Why? Because since the emes bitl, and the true um, the true ability to ask for tzedakah only comes once there is really a justification to be able to be entitled and then you reach beyond that and nonetheless you ask for tzedakah so therefore he says umikol he does uh, uh, hint at the fact that there was also justification for him to ask for mishpat but he, he's asking for tzedakah he says that Rebbe another and you could say it, and this is even a simpler answer the al didn't have a explicit and detailed promise, assurance about his going out to the geulah. Yaakov, Hashem, had told him before, he went down to Charan explicitly, I'll be with you, and so on. The al wasn't told that explicitly. That's why he doesn't bring the word emes. Nonetheless, he does hint to it through starting to say that, saying, we'll etc. Because there's the general haftoch, the general assurance he had from the Magid, as he's told in the stories of the Rabbim, that he will be victorious, and he will be redeemed. A uh